0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our new monthly Ask Me Anything. This is what we're doing for Emrata to Ask once a month, just because y'all ask a lot of questions and you enjoy these AMAs. So um, we've gathered a bunch of questions. Last time we didn't even get to that many, but it seemed like a lot of people liked that episode. So we're doing it again. Welcome to High Low with Emrata, everyone. This is the second episode in the week. We have our interview earlier on Tuesdays, and we also have a subscription episode, Talk Back, which I recommend. Go try it out, free trial on Apple Podcasts. No. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. Okay, without further ado, I'm just going to jump right into it. We have so, so many. We're going to go from high to low as we always do, some light ones and some bigger ones. So there's actually kind of a lot of like quick fun ones. Um, So I'm going to start with that because I feel like last time I got into a lot of heavier ones and, and only got to a couple questions. So how do you feel about repeating outfits? I honestly love a a slight, this is what my friend was, I was helping her get dressed the other day and she was like, it was for a date and she was having a really hard time. And she's like, I'm so sick of getting ready. Like, why does it take so much time? And I was like, you just need to find an outfit you really like and then modify it slightly so that's what I do a lot of the time. I don't really repeat outfits back to back. I love getting dressed. I feel like it's a way of self-expression, whatever. But if I'm feeling a little lazy, I'll basically be like, okay, I remember this outfit. It worked pretty well. What's a version of it? I can either evolve a little bit by doing a different jacket or a different shoe or just like copy the same idea. Like let say it's a button up with a broad top and trousers. Like That's an easy one and I can just kind of switch it up, use a different button up and a different trouser. Um, So yeah, that's how my cheat sheet is because I honestly don't have that much time to get ready a lot of days um, and that's how I make it work. Or also I'll have like a little inspiration idea of like, this is the kind of girl I want to be today. Like how am I feeling? Because sometimes you have to figure that out first before you figure out the outfit. Um, I just watched some Sex in the City. Randomly the other night, Bab's had it on. And I didn't really like enjoy the show so much as I just love the looks. So it inspired me a bit. Somebody asked me what's up with the scab crew these days? Can we get an update? If you read my book, um, that's not actually what they were called. I had to, for legal reasons, change the crew. I posted a throwback picture of me with some of the members. and got some updates and some of them were really dark. One of the guys in the pictures had passed away, which is really sad to learn about. A lot of them are still in my hometown, Encinitas. There's a couple guys who are still skating. Um, They're making money skateboarding, so that's cool. But they definitely are hometown dudes for it seems like maybe life. Um, Some of them have moved to LA, but really a lot of them are still in my hometown in Encinitas. What do I do for self-care? Well, two of my girlfriends got me a massage for Mother's Day, which was so nice. The guy came to my house and I was sick and like not feeling great. And it was amazing. And I hadn't had a massage in like six months. And I just used to go to China to pre pre sly. I used to go to Chinatown and those massages are so my style. There's no like bullshit. Like, how are you feeling? It's just like lay down and get your ass beat. Like They're very strong and I love that. So I think I need to make a priority more of that kind of self-care. In general, I think of quality time with the people I love, like friends, as self-care because it's when I get to shut off my brain, it's like I'm not working, I'm not being a mom, and that just is the nicest. So I don't know if that counts, but I consider that self-care what are your favorite places to travel to? Okay, so I'm sorry, but I love Italy. I always will. I don't care. I, I heard from someone um, over the weekend that Italy is going to be completely disgusting this summer because just everyone's going Um, because of it's like post-COVID. Everybody's in their travel mode. Like people who maybe couldn't travel last year have saved up the money to travel this year and that Italy is going to be insane. But I just... I'm sorry, I don't care how crowded it is. The Mediterranean is incredible. I obviously love Mayerica too. I've been going there since I was a little girl. My parents had a basically a ruin there that my dad worked on every summer and turned into a living, living, livable situation. And I just have a lot of memories there, also the Mediterranean, but the food in Italy is just hard to beat. So I definitely love Italy. I love Japan, got to go there. Um, 4 weeks ago, a month ago and just had the best time. I think it's amazing. I also had never been to Brazil and finally made it to Rio. I was there really, really fast, but now I am hoping to do New Year's or Carnival there next year because I wasn't it wasn't summer. It's not summer down there right now and I would love to be there at the kind of height of all all things Brazilian, but Rio really I felt very connected to Rio instantly. Um, I grew up obviously in San Diego on the beach and um, Encinitas is my hometown. Very surf culture. Everything revolves around the water. And I really connected to that in Brazil. I really like places where I can be by the ocean, but also feel connected. And like I'm learning something about a culture and obviously what better place than Rio. I got to go to Lapa and hear samba music. And that was just It was just an incredible experience, even though it was really fast. I loved it. And I was sick, so that was insane. Moments in my career that I'm most proud of. I feel like I've had a lot this year as far as fashion goes. I think publishing my book, having it become a New York Times bestseller was huge for me. But also, honestly, this is not something that I've even talked about. But basically, sales of my book have been really consistent since it's come out, which is Not always true for celebrity memoirs. Obviously, they kind of pop off when they first come out. And not that mine's a celebrity memoir. I mean, I do think it has a lot of memoir qualities to it, but it is a book of essays. But just for celebrities in general, they publish a book, it has its moment, and then it's like, it dies. It, you never hear about it. And I've been really, I just found out actually last month that sales are really consistent. And I'm just super proud of that because I also think with books, it's word of mouth. It's like somebody reads a book and they're like, I really like this book. And they give it to their friend and their friend buys it as a gift for someone. And that means that people are connecting to it, which I think is just a really proud career moment for me. But from a fashion perspective, I mean, I think. The campaigns like Luave was always a dream campaign of mine, Versace, Marc Jacobs, like it's been a really, Tory Burch, like I've, I've just feel like I've had a really amazing season, couple seasons and I'm super grateful for that. So we're gonna get some podcast questions, dream podcast guests I would say. Monica Lewinsky is high up there, Pamela Anderson. Um, obviously I want Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion. There's a long, long list, but um, I just feel like I would have a lot. I like Monica Lewinsky. That's why she was first that came to mind. What guest surprised you the most? Honestly, I was really surprised with some of the stuff Diplo said. I feel like he knew what he was doing as far as like getting a lot of press and all that. But I was just like, damn, he really let it loose. Because I've had guests on that have said things where I'm like, that's amazing what they just said. I can't believe they just said that. And then they call up and they're like, you need to take that out. Um, that happened with a guest a couple weeks ago. I was quite disappointed. I won't say who, but, and um, I just liked that he just kind of let it rip. But you know, it's really interesting when a guest comes in, you can think that they're going to be an amazing interview and they can totally disappoint you. And then the opposite's happened where I've kind of had low expectations or just like not really expected to connect to somebody and then really connect to them. Um, I would say like Iggy Azalea, it's not that I had low expectations. I just didn't know her and didn't know we were going to really hit it off. And I felt like our conversation was just so smooth and the, the 45 minutes went by so fast and I felt like instantly connected to her do you ever vanity search your name? I do. I really wish this wasn't true. Somebody was just on the podcast and was talking about how they never Google themselves. And I was like, man, this is something I got to prioritize in therapy. I definitely don't. There was a time in my life where I was kind of obsessed with Googling myself. Um, It was a way of feeling like I had control. It's definitely not a great feeling when somebody... You know, you're at dinner with someone or you run into someone, they're like, oh, I saw that article. And you're like, what article are they talking about? Um, or like learning that something that you said, you know, blew up and became a thing. I always like want to be the one to know first, but it's like, it doesn't make a difference. Other than that, maybe that one embarrassing moment of not knowing what somebody's talking about. I just learned that for my mental health, it's better not to. That being said, I still do it. I, I don't know. I probably do it a couple times a week, especially if I've gone to an event or, Like after the Met, I wanted to see pictures. I wanted to see what the press was, whatever. What were your favorite subjects in school? I loved English. I liked history. I hated math. I was in like AP English, AP math and, or sorry, AP English and AP history and was in like low level math. (laughs) Like I was like, what class can I take to get credits for math? My family was just never into math. I think it just wasn't, it's not even that I think I'm, I used to say like, oh, I'm so bad at math, but I just feel like I had always decided I was gonna be bad at math and therefore I was. Um, I just felt really frustrated by math um, and loved, loved English class and history. Somebody asked me if I have a fensta. I don't have a fensta. Um, I just use close friends. If you're on that list, you know, you're you're in my inner circle and you get to see honestly just pictures of sly, occasionally me making fun of myself. Rate your favorite seasons in order: summer, number one, fall, spring, winter. I don't know why I just love fall in New York. It's hard to it's hard to argue with like that. Spring is beautiful too, but fall it feels like magical and um I don't know. Who was your first crush? This is so me and so random, but I had a serious Beatles obsession when I was 9 years old because my parents loved the Beatles and talked about them in this way that you know, just mythologized them and I I didn't really, I mean, I love Britney Spears and stuff, but I really like listened to my parents' music. So I I went on a, a personal Beatles journey of kind of discovering them. And I decided that John Lennon was my soulmate and that we had been born, I'd been born at the wrong time and that it was like a tragedy. We didn't, we weren't at... You know, able to be together. And I remember I wrote George Harrison a postcard and I wore this very specific outfit that I thought John Lennon would like. This is such a like nine year old fourth grade thing. I had like two space buns and this like tie. It was like not a cape because it had arms, but it was like to the floor. It was very early 2000s, like black and it tied in a little thing in the front. And I'd wear that with like black pants and just wear and wear headphones and listen to the Beatles and thought I was like John Lennon's muse in my mind. So that's really embarrassing. Um, And now you all know that. I also loved Orlando Bloom. I remember in uh, Lord of the Rings being like, whoo, like him as that elf. Damn, that really, that got me. Um, Do you sing in the shower? Absolutely not. Um, My brain, I think, I feel like all good thoughts happen to me in the shower because of iPhones and the fact that we don't daydream anymore and just put our phone down and stare at a wall. You know, in the shower, it's the one time I can do that. And I feel like a lot of, I I deal with a lot of emotions in the shower. Like I think through things and memories come to me and good ideas, you know, like realizations will come to me around work or um, strategy stuff around work or... Resolving things. That happens to be a lot in the shower. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Do you believe in have you ever seen a ghost? I have never seen a ghost. I've had weird experiences, but I would say in general, I'm not a huge, I'm not somebody who like is visited by ghosts. I'm, I'm somebody who gets really scared. So I think that the way that I protect myself from feeling scared if I'm alone or whatever is by just not thinking about ghosts and not believing in them. That being said, I have a lot of good ghost stories. A house that I spent a lot of time in definitely had some weird spiritual and weird happenings. Um, I just had me, Kat and Babs and Sly stayed in a house this summer that they really were convinced was haunted. I was very annoyed by them. And then one night some weird stuff went down and I was a little bit like, okay, I'm happy to leave here. It was upstate. I feel like upstate is very haunted. Yeah. I, this is a good one. Somebody said, I have this theory that white celebrities lack the hygiene standards of stars from other backgrounds. In your experience, is this true? I would say white people in general are held to different hygienic standards. Um, so it makes sense to me that, like, white celebrities don't think about showering or wearing deodorant or whatever in the same way because they are given that sort of like, oh, you look clean, whatever, all the like, terrible racial stereotypes that come with, you know, the privilege of being white and versus being a person of color and like how you have to kind of maintain your hygiene. yeah, I do I just think white people in general maybe are lazier with like their hygiene because they can be because they're they privileged. Um, I personally have suffered from that. But I think that my, a lot of, I mean, it's probably from being white, but also I would say that a lot of my lack of self-care when I was younger was, came from like hating my body or like feeling disconnected from my body and feeling like I didn't have to pay it any respect. So I write about my relationship to hygiene and self-care and like dental care in the book. And it was kind of a big revelation for me when I realized that I just wasn't taking care of myself because I didn't think of my body as more than like something that needed to be basically like looked at, which is dark, but I'm better at that now. It's still I I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I like skip brushing my teeth when I come home from a long night. Somebody asked, is acting something you want to do more of? I actually talked about this in the Ireland Baldwin um, episode and I didn't even realize that I had. And then my mom listened to it and was like, whoa, I couldn't believe what you said about acting that you were like, I don't even know if it's something I'm good at or something that I really want to do. And it's true. Um, I, you know, I loved theater as a kid, but that was a long ass time ago. And my experiences with Hollywood and like going from model to actress were kind of just made me feel really bad about myself. And I think, you know, being good at anything, the first thing that you have to do is believe that you can be. And I just don't know that I have that in me or a real particular interest in acting because my experiences experiences with it were, you know, situations where I felt really out of control of my image and my just of what the the thing was going to be. I was like, okay, so I'm going to do three months on this movie. I have no power over the edit. I have no idea if it's going to be any good. Um, And, you know, there's been movies where I've had a good relationship with the director. And then I look back and I'm like, I don't feel proud of my performance in that. So there's just so much trust involved. And I'm just not really, I'm kind of a trust no one girly these days. Um, That doesn't mean that if I, if I was in the situation, there have been you know, a few movies and projects where I've been like, huh, that'd be cool to do. And um so maybe maybe it'll be something I turn back to. I would like to, you know, I'd like to make films. I've always loved movies and it's definitely something, you know, I could see myself doing. It's just that um I don't really like love. I have a I have a weird relationship with Hollywood are you ever going to write another book when? Okay. So I actually thought about this today because I've been, I'm doing a 10 to four in the studio recording the podcast today and slides with this dad today. So it's a day like where I could potentially write. And I had a little moment where I was like, oh man, I really miss writing. So I think though, you know, right now with the way I've been working as a model and then obviously being a mom and wanting to get the most time I can with Sly before he gets bigger. And then podcasting, I just don't have the time to write. And I really have to have a lot of time to just fuck off when I'm writing. So it's gonna take a minute, I'm sorry to say, um, for me to write again. I I miss it more than I missed it in a long time. I feel like the past eight months, I haven't really like felt this burning desire to write. And that's the other thing that I think you have to have if you wanna write is, like a really strong desire to do it, like a burning desire because it's not it's not always the most pleasure book experience. It can be kind of torture. Um, so I feel that itch coming back. and I think that if I set aside time, it will. Yeah. Ooh, do you think you could ever date someone who is wasn't in the entertainment industry in one way or another? Absolutely. I just want to say up until this past year, I had never dated anyone even re- remotely. I mean, I guess in the entertainment industry, kind of like people who worked in film or whatever, but i never dated celebrities. And honestly, you know, again, if you read my book, you know, that even being with somebody who was in the entertainment industry was complicated for me. I honestly really would like to be with someone who's not. I kind of gave it a shot this year because I was like, maybe there's a a little bit of a mutual understanding whatever when you date other famous people i think there is a little bit of that but also there's a lot of things that come in, come with dating famous people that are drawbacks so i would say now i'm like pretty not interested in dating people in the entertainment industry i'd like to date outside of it it's just difficult to meet people that's the truth like you know i have a great group of friends but i kind of have like met people so I guess you just have to like force yourself to go out and go to parties which I just don't always feel like so we'll see I don't know I I saw something about Selena Gomez where she's like how the hell am I supposed to meet people and I feel that who what are you reading lately um I've talked about this book a lot um it's Rachel Aviv strangers to ourself um ourselves really recommend incredible book holiday traditions okay so for the last before I had Sly, I think it was five years in a row. I'm obviously an only child, or I'm an only child, maybe not obvious. Um, And uh, I took my parents on trips. So I took them to Venice, Italy. I took them to Turks and Caicos, we went to Cartagena, Colombia one year um, because I was just like, it's just the three of us, why not, let's do it, it's our time to travel together. But with Sly now, um, it's a little bit more difficult and I kind of like having the holidays with him at home. But we'll see, I like I said, I really loved Rio and I'd love to do um, next winter there. So that's kind of on the agenda. Maybe I'll bring my parents down there and we'll see. All right, guys, that was the Ask Me Anything episode. If you have more questions, go to hilo.fm and check it out, submit your questions. We are gonna be doing these Ask Me Anythings once a month now. It just seems like y'all like them and I enjoy doing them. If you want more of this kind of asking and responding, that's what we do on the subscription episode. It is called Talk Back, it is once a week. As you always know, you can go to Hilo.fm to send in your audio notes. But now we also have a Hilo hotline, which is 4-2-HILO-4. You can call or text that number and leave your audio notes or your notes. And I will use them for the subscription episode. And thank you all for listening. We'll have a great weekend. I will see you all next week. with Imrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Farrow.